The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, as we slip into autumn, Pat, one of my favourite plants to harvest at this time of year, the lovely autumn raspberries. Uh, Varieties like Autumn Bliss and Aroma Queen are two of my own favourites because they're so easy to grow. This is the time to plant raspberries in the garden. And my advice is to plant the autumn fruiting varieties because they fruit from September right through until the middle of October. I'm picking mine at the moment, have them for breakfast. And they're lovely, aren't they? Absolutely, fresh raspberries. Fresh raspberries, and they remind me of the wild raspberry because of the beautiful tart tartness in them, particularly as we slip into autumn. And as you know, once you finish picking them in October, you simply cut them to ground level, put some garden mulch or some compost around the base of them, and hey presto, they come back year after year. So autumn fruiting raspberries in particular, Pap, but the planting of all fruiting plants, be it blueberries, blackcurrants, whitecurrants, redcurrants, and all the top fruit can be planted over the next couple of weeks. This time of year as well, in my own garden, I have quite a number of grasses flowering, like pampas grass or the lovely stipia grasses, which are beautiful at the moment, or miscantha. There's a lovely variety called red chief. And grasses, many of them come to us from the Americas, North America, South America, uh, but they really do so well in our climate and really relish the the cool temperatures we have in autumn. They'll flower from now right through until January, February of next year. So well worth planting. And finally, it's a really good time of year for sowing wildflowers because nature is cascading its own seed at the moment. So if you want to put in a little wildflower area to attract the, the bees and butterflies next summer, this is the time of year to sow the seed. And I always advise interspersing wildflowers with some spring flowering bulbs like our snowdrops and yeah. crocuses. So a busy time, Pat. Yeah, the ambition anyway is to get continuous colour of some kind right throughout yes. the 12 months if you can. Now, questions. Uh, last week, Porrick suggested using polythene for weed suppression. Is this better or worse than a breathable membrane like Mipex? Okay, so Mipex is a material, path that we use. As the, the listener says, it's a, it's a, a material that allows air and water to pass through to the soil, but stops the weeds from growing. And we generally use Mipex when we're planting up new shrub, shrub beds or borders or rose beds. So it's a permanent material to control weeds and you normally cover it with some bark or some ornamental gravel. I mentioned the black polythene instead. If you're covering an area for the winter to suppress weeds, so if you're, for example, if you've got a, a veg garden or a new piece of virgin ground and rather than using herbicides to control the weeds, you simply cover with a black silage material, a polythene, that kills the weeds because it traps the heat and excludes the light, but also keeps the heavy moisture off the area, keeping it relatively dry over the winter period. So you simply cover the area at this time of year and peel back the polythene then in April and May of next year and start planting your vegetables. So two different purposes for two different uh, items, Pat. Now, Anne says, uh, what's the best way to tackle weeds, moss and grass in my cobble lock driveway? I dig them up. A few weeks later, they're back. Yeah, and particularly this year with the the very wet weather, we're seeing a lot of lichens, mosses, liverworts, particularly in hard surface area. The easiest treatment is to use PAC, P-A-C. It's a liquid. You mix it with water. You apply it on a dry day over the entire hard surface area, and it will control all of the mosses and lichens within six or seven days. So wait for a dry day. Apply PAC over the area. It should only be used on hard surface areas. So paving, tarmac, mm-hmm. Adam, gravel areas, slates, tiles, walls. It's perfectly 
effective in those areas. Now, David has three questions. Passion fruit. I have a passion fruit plant, prolific this year, but it doesn't fruit. Can I get it to fruit? Ah, well, pa- uh, uh, David, is it David, I'd say, has the yeah. blue flowering Passiflora pash, uh, Passiflora calura, and it's a, a beautiful variety, but it's mainly grown for its blue flowers. It does produce a yellow fruit in a really good summer. The fruit is edible, but it's not your typical passion uh, fruit that we, we buy in our greengrocer. The variety for that is Passiflora indulis, E-D-U-L-I-S. That's the purple fruiting form, really you need a conservative greenhouse to ensure that you get fruit um, each year. So look for that variety. It should be available in your local garden centre. The purple fruiting Passiflora and uh, planted in a greenhouse are a really south-facing sheltered area. Uh, My jasmine plant has just started to produce berries, uh, green, satin-coloured with white seed inside. I've never seen these before. Can they be planted to generate new jasmine plants? Yes, they can. And so this is jasmine officinalis, the lovely white flowering scented jasmine. We we often call it poet's jasmine. It's got these beautiful white flowers. They do produce a seed and the seed is green to start with, but turns or the fruit is green to start with and change to a a brownish colour about in about four weeks time. And that's the time to take the seed out. It'll change from white to, to brown and sow it in a good quality compost indoors. And you've got yourself some new jasmine plants. And the third point from David, uh, my spuds are producing those potato tomatoes from branches of the plant. What are they? and what can they be used for? Well, but potatoes and tomatoes, as you know, are in the Solanaceae family. They're related, they're first cousins. And potatoes, when they produce their seed, produce tomato-like fruit on the very top of the plants. They are poisonous. So make sure that you put them on the, just cut the, cut the foliage back and get rid of it. So okay. they're, they're literally the seeds of the potato pap, but they are poisonous. So my advice is to, is to discard them, get rid of them. Uh, Next question. I have a large lavender bush that's overgrowing on the front doorstep. I would like to trim it back. This would involve reducing the size by half. Are there any special instructions for achieving this or can I just cut away? You can cut away with lavender and it's a great time to take lavender cuttings as well. So the material that you're cutting off, you can use for cuttings. Uh, But this is the time, September is the month to actually prune lavender back because it's got at least five or six weeks then to produce new foliage before we get into the depths of winter. So cut it back by half would be totally acceptable. And the pieces that you take off, you can root some cuttings from those. I'd love to create a small, low-maintenance Japanese-style garden. Which plants, trees would you advise? Well, a visit to our own Japanese gardens would be the first thing I would do in in County Kildare. That's well worth a visit. But generally with with, um, Japanese gardens, we're thinking of Japanese maples, some ferns would be really, really nice. Maybe some dwarf azaleas, the Japanese azaleas. Dwarf rhododendrons, if you've got the soil, you've got that acidic soil. Um, so plants like that, Pat, foliage plants would be nice. Some maybe the pittosporums, boxwood would work really well. So Japanese gardens tend to be, by their nature, slow growing, very neat forming plants. Maybe some miniature conifers as well would be yeah. a, a good choice. And, and but I think the idea generally is to use a pebble or stone or, yes. or gravel uh, so you don't have grass. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So so ornamental uh, pebble and gravel can be used as well. Absolutely. Mm. And my house is covered in standard ivy for 25 years. I'd like to change it to the likes of Boston ivy. What would I do to change over? 
Well, you'll have to get rid of the existing ivy first and foremost, and that can simply be cut to ground level and you can put a treatment like SPK just to kill off the roots. And we're coming, I mentioned this last week, that we're coming into the time of year for planting Boston ivy. Uh, so Boston ivy produces its Parthenocissus. Green spring is a really good variety. It produces lovely green foliage in spring and summer, which change to a blood port wine colour at this time of year. Uh, Boston ivy pad is actually self-clinging, so it'll root onto the wall itself. Uh, once you give it initial support, it'll scramble up and sucker onto the wall. So a great time to plant it, but you will need to get rid of the existing ivy that's there at the moment. Uh, never had so many weeds growing up through my cobble lock. Is it too late for weed killer? We kind of dealt with that earlier yeah. and you recommended pack. Pack um, a dry day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John and Scary's asked that question, but someone else says, is pack weed killer animal safe? It is, yeah. It's 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 actually an, an algaecide path. So once it's applied on, and as I mentioned, you mix it in water, one parts packed to ten parts water, apply it on a dry day, and once the area has dried up, you let your pets and 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 uh, children or whatever out onto the treated area. So it's perfectly perfectly safe. Yeah. So uh, a nice day, uh, spread yeah. it, let it dry, then it's safe. All right. Exactly. And um, I got a present of a beautiful dahlia called Thomas Edison during the summer. I have it in a nice large pot on the patio, but it's being decimated by something. The leaves and flowers are full of large holes. Please help from Patricia. Well, Patricia, dahlias are susceptible to quite a number of pests. So slugs and snails absolutely destroy the foliage and stems. And we've had quite a lot of slug activity this year with the wet weather. Caterpillars can affect them as well. Earwigs can particularly attack the flowers uh, on dahlias, eating the actual flowers. And vine weevil can damage both the foliage and flowers of the plants as well. So it depends really. Um, Maybe take some photographs and WhatsApp them into to me, into us, and I'll have a look at those for next week. All right. Um, this one, can you ask Porik how to treat creeping wood sorrel in flower beds without having to dig? That's Colin. Well, Colin, the best, the best way is to actually cut it right down to ground level, cover it with the black polythene that I mentioned, leave that on for at least six to nine months, and the wood sorrel will simply die away. Okay, so cut them back. Um, cut them back and, 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 and exclude the light with a polythene. That's a great organic way, Pat, particularly for gardeners that are in the no-dig uh, vegetable, growing vegetables without the digging the soil. They're using black polythene just to exclude the light and to exclude the weeds, and it's a great way to kill weeds back. And a final one uh, from Seamus and Kerry. I have trays of hydrangea cuttings outdoors at the moment. Some are six to eight inches high. How should I winter those properly to protect the hydrangea cuttings from the elements? Great question. And it's a great time for taking cuttings, first of all, but to once they've rooted, you simply pot them up. So pop into your local garden centre, get some nine centimetre pots, a good quality compost, and simply take the cuttings and pot them up into individual pots. They can be safely left out of doors for the winter. Uh, the hydrangea cuttings would be perfectly fine. So keep them in a, a sheltered area out of doors, ideally. If you've got a polythene or greenhouse, then that's a perfect environment, but they will be perfectly happy out of doors. Remember, they are deciduous, they're going to drop or the leaves anyway and come back into into new growth next spring. By April or May of next year, they'll be strong enough to actually plant out into the garden soil. Okay. And uh, maybe a quick one. Severe moss in my lawn. Should I spray with iron sulfate now? Sulfate of iron can be used or the zero liquid is very effective and moss should be treated at this time of year, Pat, because it's starting to grow now. If you leave it untreated, it's going to be a severe problem by next spring. Porik, thank you very much for joining us. Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.